Hi everyone, I'm back. So, we were deciding on Microsoft acquisition of ZeniMax Media by March. Respawn wants to bring 120 Hertz to Apex Legends on Xbox Series X. And Tesla is going to accept Bitcoin as payment. Oh dear. Welcome back to Dynamic Digital World. My name is Luke. And let's get started. So, this is something we kind of all saw coming. Um, the EU have announced that they will give their, their ruling on the Zenimax um, uh, deal by March 5th. Now, this is a $7.5 billion deal, so naturally they are going to look at it. But Microsoft filed for this to be started on January 29th and the deadline will be on March 5th. So during this time, EU will decide whether to approve the filing or open up an investigation. Um, yeah, that's basically that story. If I, I'm going to give my opinion on here now. Um, we're going to see an investigation and then we're going to see the EU do a stupid thing and deny it. Um, no, of course not. I, I think it's going to go through. There's no reason for it not to, to be honest. Okay, yes, they're buying a massive company. You know what, if they're going to stop, if they're going to let Google buy Fitbit and all of the other deals we've seen pushed through recently, like, I mean, I get it, they've stopped a couple of things recently, but by and large, we've been letting deals go through. So, yeah. Also, this uh, news, full transparency here, uh, this announcement did come out, come out on the 1st of February 2021. Um... I just figured it was important to let people know because this is a massive acquisition, so it should be well known. Uh, Sony fans, enjoy your ZeniMax games whilst they last. I personally don't believe you won't be seeing exclusives. Uh, Respawn and 120fps for Apex Legends. This is something that is very high on their priority list, according to answers from a recent Reddit AMA. Now, the developer explained that it can't make any promises, but it's high on priority list so we can expect it to happen and a next gen upgrade is confirmed to arrive at some point during this year uh, we can expect up to 1440p on that's just all platforms with more formal announcement enhancements to be announced in the future apparently so yeah i mean this is cool i'm not too fast i can't take advantage of 120 fps on my console anyway because uh i want a 60 hertz monitor here but, you know, still awesome to have as an option. Tesla and Bitcoin. Why am I not surprised to see this with Elon Musk being a pretty big fan of cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin? Uh, a $1.5 billion investment had gone into Bitcoin from Tesla. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, it will also... Tesla saying they will begin accepting Bitcoin as a form of payment for their products in the near future. I mean, fair enough. I mean, yeah, it's very, it's a very well-known cryptocurrency. But the problem, and yeah, it's going up massively currently. Um, the CoinDesk price says that it's $42,889 for one Bitcoin. So, just to kind of let you know where this is going, um, it's massive. So, 
yeah, that was, yeah, this investment is what shot the price up, basically. So, yeah, it's a new all-time high, but it's volatile, as always. Now, this is, of course, the first um, major, yeah, this is the first major announcement since the announcement of its re major reasons I've heard more or less. Um, more or less was announced in 2012 and not too long ago actually they announced a sweeping redesign of the interior it's um model 3 style control panel with a model s style display behind the um screen so behind the steering wheel which is now a yoke steering wheel so very interesting to see if this will even be allowed on the road uh new images did surf with one that has a full steering wheel so i don't think that could be going away but nevertheless still interesting and you know what i say let's get away from the whole um let's get away from the tax base for a bit and let's go on to some tv news here it's you know it's it's cool TV. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, it's hitting Disney Plus in all countries, as far as I'm aware, on March 19th. And this is going to be awesome. Now, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for those who don't know, are going to be a six episode series on Disney Plus, and it's going to debut on March 19th. Uh, it takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. I'm not going to go into it because. Actually, no, no, I am going to go into it because it's been years, and if you haven't seen it now, go watch it. Spoiler warning, spoiler warning, I'll give two claps, and then I'm going to go. Okay. So, in Avengers Endgame, Steve Rogers retired as Captain America, and went back in time to live with Peggy Carter. Sam Wilson has since picked up the Captain Shield. Now, the show's been delayed a few times, just due to the way it works, and we've only first second teaser before now. Um, this is all due to, you can guess it, coronavirus, why are we not surprised? Um, but seriously, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be kind of cool, I think. I'm looking forward to watching this, and I just figured, you know what, let's take a look at this, because it's quite interesting, really. Now. Let's see what else there is. Oh, Intel responding to Apple's M1 chips with cherry pit benchmarks. See, I decided it's only been six minutes and you deserve at least 10 minutes for the third episode in a while. So, yeah. Mac versus PC time again with Intel being idiots with their stupid cherry pick benchmarks. They did it against AMD. Who didn't think they'd do it against Apple? Why are we not surprised? Uh, I cannot wait for Intel to actually get out of their own way and do some good work. Now, in benchmarks published by Tom's Hardware, uh, Intel has compared its 11th gen Core i7 processor with the M1 CPU found in the latest MacBook Pro. Now, Intel is very specifically chosen um, subsets has found that it beats Apple's M1 performance by 30% in Chrome browsing tasks. Wow, 30% in Chrome. Oh dear. Um, 
See, there's a small thing here that you don't seem to understand until. People don't care too much about the performance of their browser unless they're doing intensive stuff in their browser. But the fact is, if you're looking to browser performance to say you're better, then yeah. And they also say that in every single one of their very specifically, like, look at the specifics of these tasks here. Ready? We have, hang on, let me zoom in here. This is the work done. These are for very specific, very specific um, things that, that we've done here. So, they are faster than, they are faster than Apple's M1 at PowerPoint PDF export, Particle Divergence Excel Macro, Calc and Data Sort Large Excel File V1, as well as Calc and Data Sort Large Excel File V2. Now, um, I don't know, let's see, um, yeah, apparently they perform up to 2.3 times faster. The problem is, how cherry-picked do you have to get? That's so cherry-picked. Intel also tested gaming across both chips. Um, good idea, except for one thing, you can't run most games on macOS, so... Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Now... Out of all the games tested, I'm going to ignore Intel's benchmark here, because this is appalling, but... Uh, basically, out of games tested, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Hitman 3, don't know, just Hitman, and Borderlands 3, all run at higher average frame rates on the M1. The M1. Now, that is an ARM... CPU, an ARM processor, so that's incredible. Now, these benchmarks are definitely cherry-picked, I'm sorry, you can't even deny it to favour Intel's chips, especially as some even use Intel's hardware acceleration, which isn't possible on the M1. Now, the tests also aren't standard industry benchmarks. When was the last time you saw a serious review on PDF export times. Seriously, I don't care how long it takes them to export a PDF. I'm, I'm not too bothered, they're not that long. It's fine. Now, so it's just ridiculous, but sorry for any feedback on the mic with them, by the way. Uh, but when it comes down to the battery tasks, oh dear, Intel swapped out the MacBook Pro with a MacBook Air for a battery life test. The MacBook Pro, in a, in a massive in a shock to no one, has a battery life that is superior to a MacBook Air and similar Windows laptops. Intel used the Air for its comparisons. The Air 1, the MacBook Air 1, by six minutes. Intel's other choice, other arguments for it are better peripheral compatibility, 
Okay. Multi-monitor support and multi-monitor support. A valid point considering the MacBook Pro and Air only support a single it's down to play. It's a valid point, okay? Not gonna deny that, except they are hand-picked benchmarks that don't cover the experience of using an M1 device compared to Intel-based MacBooks. In comparison to a Windows PC, they literally just did Windows versus macOS, and guess what? MacOS actually wins for me now. Um, you know, I will be keeping on with Windows because I use Windows as to where all of my software works. I don't want to worry about not working on macOS for some reason, I just don't want to worry about that. But at the end of the day, it's fine. And Intel has a new CEO at the minute, Pat Gelsinger. And apparently they look set to battle Apple's M1 chips in the future years, and he made it clear that Intel has to beat Apple in the future, but the key thing is, when was the last time Intel beat anyone? That's what they had to ask themselves. What they need to ask themselves really is, when was the last time they beat someone? What are they doing right? What are they not doing now that they did then? And how can they get back to being ahead? Because I don't want either AMD or Intel to go out of business, because that's bad for competition. They can both stay in competition with each other within reasonable ranges. I don't have a problem with that. But this kind of just stupid, you know, misleading marketing is something that really annoys me because just misleading your customers is not a way to prove to them that you're better. It's go prove that you're a shady company. And yeah. Now, lots has ha been happening behind the scenes on, for me, in terms of just developing and working on stuff. And yes, I did mention app would be launching originally. Um, I gave that date to you prematurely. Kind of. I could release it today. If I really wanted to, I can. I can literally pop it on the website. The problem is the website isn't actually ready to handle the download yet. So, uh, great job by me, but you know. <laughs> we will be releasing a download for this at some point. It's just going to take a bit for downloads to be available. But when they are available, we will let you know. Anyway, thank you for listening, my name is Luke, and I will see you in our next episode. Also, who knows when that will be, I'm not going to tell you, so keep an eye out. And also, look, listen to some of our old podcasts. Yes, it's old news, but it's still important if you catch you up on recent things.